You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Clemson Nation, what is up? Welcome to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a glance into all things going on around Clemson athletics, including the Clemson Tigers football team, which gets set for a noon Saturday kickoff against Florida State down in Tallahassee. Going to continue to break that game down and give you some more thoughts on what's going to happen this Saturday. On this episode, going to give you some updates from Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney. Talk a little bit more about injuries in his final update with the media on Wednesday night and a little bit more about just how challenging and weird this year has been. So I'll give you kind of an outlook of some things to keep an eye on over the course of the next couple of days. And then I want to discuss what a cautionary tale Florida State football is. This is a program that has a tremendous legacy, multiple national championships, the Bobby Bowden era, a tremendous number of NFL players, Heisman Trophy winners. There's so much about this program that Florida State fans are proud of, but that's in the past. Right now, this is a struggling, struggling football program, and I'm going to give you a look at why they're struggling and why it can get away from you a lot quicker than you think, no matter how good your football program is. And then finally, it's Thursday. That means Tigers in the pros, and it was a huge week for some Clemson wide receivers go through what happened this past Sunday and take a look at this week's biggest and best matchups involving Clemson players in the National Football League. I'm your host, Brad Sinkoff. Thank you so much for being a part of the Locked On Clemson podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Brad Sinkoff. That's S-E-N-K-I-W. And please let your friends know, your family know. Please hit the download button, the subscribe button. Help Locked On Clemson podcast continue to grow. Let's get right into some news and notes coming out of Dabo Sweeney's last meeting with the media on Wednesday evening. He talked a little bit about injuries, and he said for sure the guys who are definitely out, and he's going to go ahead and just name them and rule them out, is James Skowski, the linebacker, and Frank Ladson Jr. And he's previously talked about Justin Foster not being available. He hasn't played all season. So those are the guys he knows are out. Everybody else, he's hopeful. He's optimistic. That means there's a chance you see Tyler Davis on the football field for the first time in many weeks. Mike Jones Jr. might be back from that hamstring injury that's limited the linebacker. Matt Bockhorst should be back at left guard. There's a lot of guys who've been banged up. Nicks and bruises, Landon Zanders, Nolan Turner, Brian Brzee. All of these guys, at least for now, have a chance to play. I don't know what that means, <laughs> just to be honest with you. When Coach Twinney says they have a chance, he's optimistic about them. He's had a lot could happen, though, over the next couple of days here. You just don't know uh, who's going to travel. You don't know exactly how a guy's going to feel when he gets out of the bed on Saturday morning. It's a noon game. It's not a lot of time to kind of let the body get loose and, and really test things. So these guys got to make a decision. The coaches and the medical staff got to make some tough decisions on some players. We'll see. We'll see who actually uh, travels to Tallahassee, who suits up. With the way the rules are this year, I, you don't really take anybody that you don't absolutely need. And a lot of times what you're seeing is, is you would rather leave a guy behind 
who is just isn't 100% healthy and bring a guy who is 100% healthy in case there's an emergency. That guy might be fourth on the depth chart, but you'd rather have a guy you can play in a pinch if you have to than a guy who you know just simply isn't healthy enough and he's not going to be able to get in there. So I would expect um, to find out some more information early Saturday morning. Again, it being a noon start, uh, I'm the deputy editor over at allclemson.com. I have a weekly story that I, I take a look at the availability list, who's playing, who's not, what does it all mean. So check that out. Probably out sometime around 10 or 10.30 on Saturday morning and certainly update you on Monday about what all happened, who played and who didn't. But right now, it sounds like it's really up in the air. You know, I, I think a lot of it. Now, this was their Wednesday practice we're talking about that Coach Winnie broke this down. That's their their last big practice of the week. Thursday, they sort of ramp it down. Friday, they travel, walk-through type stuff. And then on Saturday morning, they'll be up and early getting ready. So there's really not much more time left. So if he wasn't for sure about anybody this week then after Wednesday's practice, then it's really, really going to be a crapshoot to see who plays, who doesn't play, how much, how limited are they. I mean, a guy like Tyler Davis – I can't imagine, even if he suits up and travels and plays in this game, I can't see him getting you know more than 20, 25 snaps at the absolute most. It's probably more like you know, 10, 15 limited snaps just to break him back in. So that may be what they do. It may be like a pitch count type situation like in baseball where you're just sort of slowly ramping some guys back up. He's got an ankle injury. You don't want to put him at risk. He's too important on that defensive line uh, to do that. So how they handle these guys, how much playing time they get, how many reps they see, and really how they feel before the game, after the game, all up in the air right now. Coach Winnie also discussed just how weird this year has been, how challenging it's been. And, you know, he made a statement a lot can happen in the next couple of days. And he's so right. You know, they found out that Trevor Lawrence couldn't play on Thursday morning a couple of weeks ago of the Boston College game our Boston College week. So you just don't know. With COVID-19, with the testing on Wednesday, testing on Friday, you just have no idea exactly how this is all going to play out. And certainly uh, it's been the most challenging year for probably every coach in college football. But Coach Swinney, he's been doing this a long time. He said by far this is the most challenging year he's ever had. But he he mentioned everybody's going through it. He's not alone. Um, Coach Norvell down at Florida State's not alone. Everybody's having injuries. Everybody's having COVID issues, protocols. And really the protocols is what's making things so difficult. It's not really just all these guys on the team are contracting COVID-19 and you're not getting but you know 50 guys who can you know be healthy enough to go play. No, it's the protocols in place that do all the contact tracing and keep guys from being able to suit up because they were around somebody who had it X amount of hours. And it's really kind of put a damper on so many of these games because it's just it feels like all these guys have COVID nineteen and that's simply not the case. And so you're dealing with that, and then the amount of injuries when when you already have guys who were hurt, and then you tack on the COVID nineteen protocols. There's no wonder that some of these teams can't get fifty three, fifty five, fifty six guys ready to go play football. And as a head coach, you have no idea week to week, day to day, how it's going to be altered, how it's going to change. And you're just always on your, your toes. You're always on the edge of your seat. Every time that phone rings, every time it lights up, you're worried to death about, okay, who's out now? And without that full summer, without all the, the training that they're used to doing, 
you wonder if that's taking its toll a little bit when it comes to injuries. Coming up next, going to get into Florida State and wow, how the mighty have fallen. You realize it's only been seven years since they won a national title, six years since they went to a college football playoff, and just four years removed from a 10-win season, and now they're arguably the worst team in the ACC. Oh, the weekend's getting close. You can feel it. I can feel it. Doesn't mean you have to wait until Friday or Saturday to hit the reset button, sit back, chill out, get yourself together, watch some football. Nothing goes better with football than an ice-cold Coors Light. It's the best way to reset yourself and get ready for what's next by sitting down with an ice-cold, cold-lagered, cold-filtered, cold-packaged. It is as cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is the beer that's literally made to chill. Why, if you're trying to hang out and chill out and refocus and reset yourself, would you not sit down with an ice-cold Coors Light? Give it a try at get.coorslight.com. That's get.coorslight.com. They'll deliver directly to you at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You already know about the Health Conscious Built Bar, but have you tried Built Go from the same makers of the Built Bar? Built Go is a great way to give you some energy, get you through the day. It's like five-hour energy without the crash. It's natural ingredients. It's stuff that is good for your body. It's the collagen protein. It's things you need to not only stay up and running, but to fuel your body with something that will make you feel good. And it's going to last no matter if it's just trying to get through the workday, get through that last meeting, keeping your eyes open as your boss tells you the final instructions of the day, or maybe it's on the back nine. Maybe you got to just pick it up a little bit. Get that extra boost to help you finish strong on the last few holes. You can simply go to BuiltGo.com. That's all you got to do. And then when you check out in the promo code, put in locked on. That's locked on in the promo code 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. My, oh my, how the mighty have fallen. You know, it, it blew my mind when I started thinking about it this week. Florida State Seminoles, a proud program. They've done it all, right? National titles, first-round draft picks, Heisman Trophy winners. I mean, there's really not much else a football program can do. In fact, if you were to think about, in your head right now, name the first three blue blood programs that pop into your mind in college football. There's a good chance, depending on when you grew up, there's a good chance Florida State comes to mind for many of you out there listening. They're just a really strong, solid, traditional program because especially what they did in the 90s, in the the high uh, peak of the Bobby Bowden era when things were just absolutely rolling for them. Uh, They won two national titles. They won nine consecutive ACC crowns. And they just flat out dominated opponents. I mean, they beat everybody's brains in pretty much every Saturday. They were that good, that dominant of a football program. And then you get into the last decade here, 2013. They won the national championship. They had Jameis Winston. He won the Heisman Trophy. He was the number one overall draft pick. And they won it all in 2013, his sophomore year. The following year, They were one of the four teams in the inaugural college football playoff. That was when Jimbo Fisher, head coach, really had it rolling for Florida State. I mean, it looked like, heck, Florida State wasn't going anywhere. I mean, this team was back. They had had a little bit of a lackluster ending in the Bowden era, 
But Jimbo comes in and picks it right up, goes ten and four his first year, nine and four, twelve and two, and then wins the national title undefeated, fourteen and zero and thirteen. And then in fourteen goes thirteen and one. 2015, 10-3. and 3. 2016, just four years ago, Florida State was 10-3. and 3. They took Clemson just about to the wire down in Tallahassee the year the Tigers won the national championship. They had a guy named Dalvin Cook. You remember him? The guy you see running around on Sundays for the Minnesota Vikings. He's one of the best running backs I've ever seen in the ACC. He's in the list. He's in the running as one of the top running backs I've ever witnessed. The guy, wherever he touched the football, could take it to the house. So it's not like this was all distant memory. It's not like Florida State was just so dominant in the 90s and early 2000s and, oh, yeah, now we forget about them. No. Seven years ago, they won a national title. Four years ago, they had a 10-win season. But since then, it's all gone terribly wrong. If you remember, Jimbo Fisher got the heck out of town in 2017 when everything was falling apart, his marriage, his relationship with the administration at Florida State, uh, his his players. I mean, just nothing was going right for Florida State, and he got the ultimate bailout, $75 million guaranteed contract to go coach Texas A&M. So Jimbo was gone. He was out the door. So what does Florida State do? They go hire Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart was not exactly Florida State material. He wasn't really qualified to the degree he needed to be. Had he won in some places? Yes. Hey, has he, had he had success? Of course. But he was at Oregon for one season. He was a power five coach for one year, and he got the keys to Florida State, and they really believed he'd get them back on track. Well, it absolutely went the worst possible way. Five and seven his first year, four and five in 2019, and they fired him. Nine and 12 overall, six and nine in the conference. That was his record at Florida State. And then Mike Norvell comes in this year. So they had to pay all that money to Willie Taggart to get rid of him. They bring in Mike Norvell, and they're arguably the worst team in the conference. Mike Norvell comes over from Memphis, where he had great success. He won 38 games in four seasons. He went 12-1 his last year with the Tigers. He comes to Florida State. He's currently 2-6. and 1-6 and six in conference play. And Florida State again. Looks terrible. They've had all these guys either opt out or get hurt. They really have nobody you've hardly even heard of on their team. When's the last time this happened? When is the last time you looked down Florida State's depth chart and you couldn't remember or recall more than three or four players on the entire depth chart? They've had years where their entire depth chart was first-round NFL talent. That is not the case with these Seminoles. And this is a very, very good cautionary tale. It can get away from you. If you have poor administration, if you have money issues, if you have hiring issues, if you have the AD getting the wrong guy, you hire the wrong AD, whatever it may be, there is a formula to go from the penthouse to the outhouse in a hurry. Could it happen to Clemson? Yeah, it could happen to Clemson. Absolutely. Not with Dabo Swinney at the helm and not with the backing he gets from his administration, but his AD as president, the board of trustees, etc., the fan base as well. But clearly, Florida State has expected better, deserves better than what they've gotten, and it can get away from you. And I think that's something you have to keep in perspective if you're Clemson or Alabama or Ohio State. It doesn't take long. It took Florida State four years to fall off the earth. It can happen to anybody if you're not careful and you and you miss on recruits. That's really what it comes down to. They have missed on so many 
recruits. And that's one of their biggest problems. So for Clemson, they're going to roll. They're going to absolutely destroy the Seminoles, and they're going to head off and get ready for an ACC title appearance. Again, going for their sixth straight championship in the league and on to the college football playoff and leave Florida State in the dust. How long does that stay the case? We'll see. But just remember, anything can happen in college football. You can really, really lose it in a hurry. Coming up next, it's Tigers and the Pros. Can't wait to break down this week's action in the National Football League. Now it is time for Tigers in the Pros. And it was a huge week for a couple of Clemson receivers. Did you see what New Hopkins did? Did you see DeAndre, the former Clemson star wide receiver, first-round draft pick of the Houston Texans, now with the Arizona Cardinals, made a great Hail Mary catch in the end zone. Kyler Murray just tossed it up and let his boy go get it. And he did. DeAndre climbed the ladder, went over a bunch of defenders, came down with it, and the Cardinals won the game. It was really cool. It was really fascinating to see a game in that way. You know, it's like the buzzer beater in basketball or the walk-off homer in baseball. Seeing a guy go up and catch a Hail Mary pass to win a ball game, and the Cardinals knock off the Bills 32-30. to DeAndre Hopkins, what a game. Seven catches, 127 yards receiving and that touchdown to lead his team to a victory. They're now 6-3. and three. And tonight, the Arizona Cardinals in a massive game as the Cardinals head to Seattle to take on the Seahawks, who are also 6-3. and three. And the Cardinals won the first meeting. So this is the, the rematch here. And this will go a long way in helping decide who wins the NFC West. Hopkins wasn't the only Clemson receiver, Clemson alumni receiver, to have a big game as T. Higgins did it again. The second time in his career that he's gone over 100 yards, and he did this against the Steelers in a losing effort, 36-10. But seven catches, 115 yards on nine targets, and he did catch a touchdown pass. And the key number here that I thought really stood out to me is that Higgins played in 85% of the offensive snaps. That is the highest he's played in a game this year and obviously his career. Uh, but that really shows that they have kind of turned that position over to him. And, you know, they've had some injuries. They've had some issues. And A.J. Green is not the old A.J. Green. He's actually, yeah, he is old A.J. Green now. So T. Higgins has blossomed into Joe Burrow's favorite target. And those two are getting along really well in their rookie season. And I think that's going to continue uh, to be the case. And it, Higgins is going to be a really fun player to follow for the rest of this year. It was not a good day for a couple of former Tigers as Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans continue to just struggle. Uh, Deshaun just can't, I mean, it doesn't matter what he does, if he plays well, if he plays poorly, it just feels like this team has no juice and no energy as they're just sort of sleepwalking through the rest of this season without a head coach. You know, they, I told you last week, Watson had built some momentum and started playing much better uh, as of late. Um, but this game, they just couldn't find any offense. You know, he had 160 yards passing and one touchdown, and that's all they had. It was 10-7, to a loss to the Cleveland Browns with defensive battle. It was good for the Texans' defense to play well and keep Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb somewhat in check, uh, but regardless, th- this team just can't win. They, they, just, they don't know how to win, and it's at least to another frustrating day for Deshaun Watson as he watches his team now fall to a record of 2-7, and seven, and it's not getting any better for the Houston Texans. 
Also, it's a scary moment for Trayvon Mullen, the former Clemson cornerback who plays for the Las Vegas Raiders, got up after a play and collapsed on the field against the Denver Broncos. Thankfully, they tested and they checked him out. He was okay. Uh, nothing, no like brain damage or any, any kind of or concussion or any kind of issue there. He came back on the field, played, had six tackles. So good news, was bad news, good news there for uh, Trayvon Mullen. Now let's take a look at what's coming up this week in the NFL concerning Clemson players. I told you about the Cardinals and Seahawks, 8.20 p.m. tonight. Uh, that should be one of the games of the week in the entire NFL, not just the Thursday night football game of the week. Deshaun Watson gets the New England Patriots. No Tom Brady this time, so maybe he has a chance to pull this one off the Patriots. Four and five on the season. They haven't had a great year with Cam Newton at the helm. I think this is a chance for the Texans to get right in this one. Maybe Deshaun Watson shines big against the Patriots at 1 p.m. Sunday. Also, the Falcons and the Saints, Grady Jarrett, A.J. Terrell, taking on the arguably one of the best teams in the NFC right now. The Saints have established themselves for sure. They're 7-2. They're going to end up winning this division um, after that big romp of Tampa Bay. I they could still lose, I guess Ted lose the division, but I, I think they're clearly in the driver's seat in that one right now. T. Higgins and the Cincinnati Bengals head on the road to Washington. Where they take on the football team. Higgins could be up for another big day. I'd keep an eye on that game. 1 p.m. on CBS. Expect some fireworks for Higgins in that one. Mike Williams and the Los Angeles Chargers hosting the New York Jets. Ah, another chance for a Clemson receiver to get healthy in this one for on the stat sheet, 4.05 p.m. on CBS. Would not be surprised if you see uh, Mike Williams going off on the Jets a little bit in that one. The Miami Dolphins loaded with Christian Wilkins and Shaq Lawson up front. Those guys continue to have really good seasons, strong seasons for the Dolphins, who are surging right now, 6-3 and three on the year. They're taking on the Broncos in Denver. And that one's also a 4.05 game. So it's another good one to keep an eye on this weekend. And finally, Sunday night football, you get Clemson West. The Las Vegas Raiders will be hosting the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Hunter Renfro will be in this one. Cleveland Furl. Uh, Trayvon Mullen, who I just discussed earlier. Uh, loaded team with Clemson alumni. And it should be a really fun game as well as, you know what? Maybe the Raiders got something in this game. I, I wouldn't put it past them to give the Chiefs a, a real challenge. That's going to be a fun one on Sunday night at 8.20 p.m. This is going to wrap up Locked on Clemson podcast here. And make sure you join me again on Friday. Going to break down this Florida State Clemson game in full. Give you the players to watch. Three questions to answer. And, of course, a prediction and a pick of how this game is going to go. Hope you have a great day. Make sure you hit the download button, the subscribe button. Help us grow here at Locked on Clemson podcast. Talk to you tomorrow, Tiger Nation.